recording. It's recording? All right. We're going to cut that. Greetings, Earthlings. I'm Jose Santana. And I'm Alexi, a.k.a. Apollo Black. And this is Consumed by TV. The podcast that breaks down TV shows, hunting for Easter eggs, and etc. Oh, shit. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Community, episodes three and four. Sorry, I'm a bit distracted. Cassandra's here. Yeah, so we have a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. I'm yeah. just sitting here. It doesn't matter. So we're going to be talking about <laughs> Community, a TV show created by Dan Hammerin, the creator of also Rick and Morty and so many of the shows, Harmontown, uh, and the, his D&D show, along with that as well. D&D show? He has a D&D show, He has yeah. a D&D show? He does D&D. Y'all see, I don't know that much. I just like I community. Have, I have the comics to the Dungeons and Dragons. I have. Okay, I know this is off point, all that, but I have a Dungeons and Dragons collection set that I've been wanting to do a campaign. If you guys want to start a campaign with me, dude. And I have I, no clue about Dungeons with, and Dragons. I was gonna start it with my old. I was gonna start it with my old group, but you know, we could do it. Stuff happens. So dude, yeah, I have character sheets and everything. Like I have everything. I even have extra dice sets and everything we need. I have everything for what? a complete campaign set. Why not? Let's do it. All right. All right. And really quick, I would like to shout out Matthew Bozeman. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Love you. Miss you. Oh, Matt. We wish you were here right now. It would be a great honor for that. All right. So, let's get into the episode. All right. Thank you for joining us. We are Consumed by TV, the podcast where you can join us to listen to all your analysis of TV shows, movies, extra stuff, and more. Today we're doing Community Episodes 3 and 4. The rundowns, the episode titles are Introduction for Film for the first uh, episode 3, Introduction to Film. And the next episode is called Social Psychology. Today it's me, Alexi, a.k.a. Apollo Black. I'm Jose Santana, and with us we've got Cassandra Castro. Hey! could have just said something. So <laughs> I was like, wait, that, 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 that threw me off even more. That threw me off even more. All right. All right, let's get started. Episode three, Introduction to Film, is mainly a story, almost an origin, about Abed. That is the rundown of the episode. It is mainly about Abed learning what Abed, who he really is, or what really goes on in his head. And then a side story would be Jeff and how lazy and inconsiderate he really is and um, what he does to get through the episodes. You know, that's what we're starting with now. Jeff is trying to find a class that's so easy for him to do that he doesn't even have to require tests or taking papers or doing exams. He just wants a class he can sit in, stare at the teacher with a, a, a silly face and you just get an A no matter what. Kind. And he finds a class like that. It's a carpe diem class he runs, he runs into. And uh, that's the class that we're going to get started the way the intro starts after a little introduction with uh, Abed. So now we started in the class and now we're going through. All righty. So Jeff's in the class. Basically, uh, like you said, carpet DM sees the day. Throw your textbooks away. Wish I had that kind of professor. But then that's kind of a waste of money if you already bought it. Be so pissed. I'd be heated. Um, okay, I'm going to the guest that's playing the teacher. Give me a moment to look up his name. He's almost in everything, but I can never remember his name. It's the one announcer guy in Pitch Perfect. 
Here's the kind of like gives me something. Let's see. Oh, John Michael Higgins plays the teacher in this episode. The carpet diem teacher. Carpet diem teacher, yeah. The cost is technically accounting. What? <laughs> yeah, it's accounting. accounting. Account- oh, it's, that's why he says there's no way no, he's teaching accounting. accounting class. Also, to correct me from last episode, I said they were in Connecticut, right? Yeah. And it's Colorado. They're in Colorado, not Connecticut. The universe takes place in Colorado. My bad. I got. I was close. It started with a C. Anywho, so Jeff saw the class. He comes to the study group because they're in the library at the table that they just decide they own, and tells them about the ultimate blow-off class. Class, and Annie's like, "Some of us are actually here to get an education." Troy says he's in, and Annie's like, "That sounds educational." She's a simp for Troy Barnes. She did that she real is. quick. She did she that is. real. She is a sim. It went from saying, some of us are here for education, to that sounds educational. But then we get into Abed, who is the type of character who doesn't want to take the class because he's more into film than understanding people and sees in the moment. He sees the he sees the life by doing films of life. He's more into documentaries. So, of but, course, his dad won't let him take film classes because his dad's more about settling for the restaurant. He wants him to work in the falafel restaurant when he graduates from college. And then Brito... Being Britta inserts herself into Abed's and his father's dynamic and gives him money to take a film class. And of course, because of that happening, Shirley steps in with her two senses and says that uh, Abed's dad is a strict Muslim dad that you shouldn't be involved. You know, she can get in trouble for being a woman. For context, Shirley's a Christian, Annie is Jewish. Jewish. And oh, Troy's a Jehovah Witness. And then, and then Brit is atheist and Jeff is a Episcopalian. Is he? I don't think they really ever mentioned Jeff. Or yeah, they say it. He says the only th- he says what his religion is, and then the next episode he says, "says I don't believe in religious presence. My ne- the pre- my gift to you guys is myself, my willing ch- uh, smiling charm." Oh yeah, was that during the Christmas episode? Yeah, where they yeah. Where yeah. they get that one professor for giving them a C. <laughs> Pierce is for that. <laughs> Pierce isn't in that episode. Oh, he's he's in therapy with uh, Gilbert. Oh, no, I was thinking of Chang is in that episode with them. No, I was thinking of the end of season one. <laughs> end of season one. What end? The Chang of it all, and then someone else comes in, and then it gets like an actual class. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not trying to give away too many spoilers, but this is a spoiler podcast. So. Yeah, and they and, and fair warning on the on the uh, tags that for the stream tags it says spoiler warning. So. You've been warned. Yeah. So now they're back. So Shirley, Annie, Troy, and I want to say Pierce, along with Jeff, are in the blow-off class. Yeah. Britta isn't because, you know, she's interfering with Abed. Abed's not doing a film class. He's telling Shirley to seize the day, and she's like, I'm just here to get my business degree to sell my baked goods and whatnot. But why are you really here? And then she says why she's really here. Two filled orgasms and a guy who left her with nothing else but stretch marks. And two bland orgasms is what she says. Okay? I'm so sad. <laughs> is it? Because she gets back with him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, do you technically meet? Because they break up like three times in the entire series. I they know. Get back, they get back on the fourth one. I know. I hate the way they did that for like the fifth season. Oh, well, yeah. No, but the last season, they're not together. She's not even in the final season. Well, her, the last season she's in, they're not together. Yeah. He gives yeah. her... Because, because she wants she, to she expand her business. And yeah. So, you know, 
even though they got back together and had another kid and shit, they still ended up. Oh shit. They still I legit forgot they had another kid. That's yeah, a whole she has season three kids. two plot. I know, but they only ever focus on the older two. Yeah, because like that kid doesn't like after that episode, that kid doesn't technically exist. Like they don't find him. I got a baby. I got to go back to. But then after that, she don't mention it. She says I got kids at home. Yeah. So basically, they're in the blow off class. He's making them stand on the desk. A student falls down, but they seize the day. They seize the moment. And, he um, call, and then the professor calls out Jeff. Because, well... He knows that he's not really seizing the moment. He knows that Jeff is here to blow it off. Because he knows that every year there's that one student that comes in to blow it off. And Jeff is the same, how you can say, stereotype of students that he gets that one year. So then he talks to Jeff. And that's when Jeff's like, this is no way to teach accounting. And that's when you learn this in accounting class. Yep. And then now the homework is to tell 10 people you love them and seize the seize one moment in life. I love you guys. One down, nine to go. <laughs> All right, we don't need to change the subject. Hey, Alexi, I love you. Hey, Cassandra, I love you. I'm winning, bitches. <laughs> All right, and Jeff is basically ranting to Britta. And Britta's over here stressed out because of Abed, and she's now paying for his classes. For more future context, Britta is bad with money. I mean, not not in the general sense bad money. She is really bad in a sense that she spends every single cent she has as soon as she gets it. And then struggles to do the remaining things in life with no money. Yeah, bad with money. I mean, you can say she just money, spends but, her money stupidly. In that one episode, the guy tells her that she's a, she's good with money. She's just bad with it because she spends it all too fast. She's that she spends it stupidly. Yeah, she spends it stupidly. Which is basically not, bad with money. Bad with money. Not really. Yeah. yeah. No, because there's a concept out there that you can't take money with you when you die anyway. So what if she's just living in the moment no matter what? Okay, but by her doing her money stupidly and then always being stressed about her bills, come on. She's not really always stressed. Yes, she's, she she mentions it one time. Are you? In that one episode, she goes. Who's gonna stop her from getting evicted? The whole April. season six plot. She was homeless. Exactly. Because exactly. she's she bad with money. money. She wasn't bad with money. She chose to do what she did. No. Oh, okay. She chose not, to do okay. what she did. We'll discuss this when we get to that road. And you were in season one. We're still learning about these characters that we grow to love. She chose to do what she did. Anywho. I think even, like, even the dean said it. I just said we're moving on, man. We'll, we'll do this later. She's basically a different version of the Dean. Um, what is it? Level she eight is. Acceptable, susceptible. Yep. A level, a level seven susceptible, would you say? Yeah. But then she's also good at making people. But you know what's funny? At the end of that episode, when the guy comes back, how he, he says, because they always say level seven is susceptible. At the end of the episode, he's like, he's a level 11 susceptible. Like, how how high is this chart now? I don't think I know. The Dean beat it. Mm-hmm. The Dean was the highest level. Okay. Oh, so... Britta basically had a confrontation with Abed's dad. I think Abed's dad said he washes his hands with him, and now Britta's just going kind of spiel because she's Britta. Reacting all the time. Always. He, the dad, basically said that he raises Abed a specific way because Abed is hard to understand, and that if they want to raise Abed, they could do it now because he's given up at this point because nobody understands Abed like the dad does. But you know. At the, in the spoiler, the dad doesn't really understand Abed either. It takes everything that Jeff and Britta are going through to make the dad realize it through a film that Abed makes that to let the dad episode. know that he doesn't understand his own son either. 
basically this episode also like established this trope that jeff and britta are like the mom and dad of the group in a sense and that they do even though they don't know it themselves they know what's best for other not what's best for people but they know how to make the person they're interested in show their greatest greatest potential so like britta interfering with abed and his dad made abed become the film person he wanted to become and his dad was like all right it's your job it's your turn now you do it the falafel has a fallback but falafel is a fallback so now we get into the scene where because it was like again we jumped ahead uh abed is now without without them knowing torturing britta and jeff by making a film documentary about his parents jeff playing his dad and britta playing his mom who left his dad and then uh he does this by all the money that Britta gave him. He shows it off in return, saying that it's his money and that he pays for everything now. And uh, as he's filming this, he's trying to get the reactions of Britta and Jeff to relate to the same reactions that his parents gave him growing up. So he's exploiting Britta and Jeff to make this movie in a sense to where he, because he, he wants everybody to understand him. So basically, like we said last time, that's how Abed is a great manipulator. Yeah, this is where he's he, like, they don't even know they're being manipulated until Abed says something. And like a minor plot in the episode is Troy doesn't sneeze like a manly man. No, he sneezes like a girl. Alright, I was just thinking about trying to be sexist. I mean it's not he sexist. Like I'm just saying it the way Apple said. Yeah, girl, I yeah you know, I could have said the way the episode said it. He sneezes like a little girl. Yeah. Or Pierce said it like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pierce in, of course, because Pierce is the old man of the group, the wisest one, he teaches Troy had a sneeze like a man, like a CEO in a room who could hold the stock board or scare fear into his uh, assistance. Oh, a lingering sneeze. You don't know if it's coming or not. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so fact he's giving Troy a whole like tutorial on how to sneeze like a man. Freaking oh Pierce Hawthorne. You love him. You hate him. I actually like Pierce. He is a great him. asset to until the show, he, Until, you know, <laughs> they started making him more of a dick. Yeah. Know? But even then, a good asset. Oh, the scene coming up, we have Jeff still trying to seize the day. And he does this whole epic, like, basically production in front of the professor. You could, you could basically say it's a monologue because nobody else sees him doing it. But the professor. But the professor, yeah. Because everybody else is just ignoring him while he's running around with a fucking kite. And then he double dutches with a group of teenage girls. Yep. Teenage that, girls. Teenage girls. Dude. And then, like, sides hugs them. That's so creepy. But then what's even worse is that he pays them afterwards. And says, even get though, out of here. Yeah, getting, <laughs> after getting so caught. Creepy. After getting caught, he just pays the teenagers money to go, to, like, leave. Like, that is a... They say you don't trust strangers with candy. But you should also trust a, tra- a stranger paying a teenager to play junk rope. If you get my reference. And Jeff's like, I'm giving you my best here. His best is picking up teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then this, this professor's all like, what's that mean? If I haven't cried this board, he got a sunset. Seize the day, Jeff. And then Britta comes up and sees like the ending of the interaction. He gives Britta a flower. Day seized again, type thing. I really would like this teacher, man. Cuckoo bananas. The te- I mean, the teacher's crazy, but the teacher does have a point. The teacher makes he 
and, and, and it's not the teacher who teaches him the lesson. It's funny. It's Britta who it's teaches Britta. him the lesson. That uh, you just need to, you can't, and like we said in the first episode, Jeff is the person who wants to control everything, no matter what the cause is. He wants everything to go his way. But then it takes Britta to show him that it can't be your way. But it's also a callback to she looked back. Yeah. Because if she didn't look back, would she have been in the scene with him doing it? No. No. I, I think it because because she looked back in that first episode or in the second episode is the reason she was able to you know help Jeff move along. And then a quick little side scene: they see Abed and he's like walking backwards, filming them. Jeff's like, "Is he gonna kill us?" He record, but he's doing it creepily. He's like crouched yeah. all the way to the floor, bent over, watching them in the camera. He's not even looking at them directly. He's watching them in the camera lens, like watching them focus on them. And of course, if we get you know back to the study room, and they're all and in the study room. Abed bought all this pizza and stuff. Then he comes and buys some coffee. He's like, "I got it." And Britta's like, "You don't got it, Abed." By the way, first call out to an Easter egg here: the coffee person who brings in the coffee is also a stand-in. He's a regular character from Breaking Bad. He plays Badger in Breaking Bad. P- uh, p- uh. I want to say uh, Pink, uh, Pinkman's uh, best friend. Is his name Pinkman? Jesse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Pinkman's best friend. Badger is the coffee uh, the coffee delivery boy who comes in here. So that's the first Easter egg reference we have here. Because um, one of the writers for Community was also one of the writers and producers for Breaking Bad. We have Badger. We have... Um, is all territory? The, I the drug. I can, I can remember his remember his name, but the drug dealer. I know. The main drug dealer, um, who owns Pollo Locos. What's his name? Uh, Google exists, you guys. I Somehow know, but I want to remember because it's it's an Easter egg, and I want to remember. I think his name is Hot uh, Bronze. Well, why they figure that out? Abed uh, calls Jeff and Britta back to the library. He's finishing up his film. Um, his dad comes as well. Alexi's looking for the lighter. And basically, they're all there, and they're all, like, you know, kind of, like, standoffish type of thing. Jeff's trying to be like... Gus! Gus Freeing. Gus is the name of the uh, of the drug dealer. Uh, Gus. <laughs> and then... bother him the whole time. I know. And then the last cameo is Professor Hickey, who plays the cop who does yeah, get rid of the bodies. Yeah, I know. He's from Breaking Bad. He gets rid of the bodies in Breaking Professor Bad. Professor Hickey comes in season five. And Easter egg to that... Him being a bad guy in Breaking Bad, an ex-cop, he also plays an ex-cop in Community. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a criminal justice teacher. Yep. Who's an ex-cop? See, I ain't really yeah. yeah. his life like that. He says it. He goes, "The people on the force made me retire." Oh yeah. He he blames the people on the task force with him. He's an ex-cop. <coughs> or in my case, the theory, he's an ex-hitman. Oh, I forgot to get you chips. Chips. So Matt, why don't you eat chips on the podcast? Oh. Sorry, Matt. <coughs> I had chips too, and I don't have any more now. We got pizza, but I might not have. I have banana crunch. chips. <laughs> I was gonna use banana chips because they're extra crunchy. You were so random. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> it's our podcast. We can talk about whatever the hell we want. Sidetrack. That's no point of it. But now we get to the scene where Abed shows him manipulation. He, uh, after everything gets confronted and they all confront each other, uh, Jeff plans a way to bring Britta and Abed's dad together so they can come talk. And as they're doing this and talking it out, hushing it out. Abed interrupts him and tell him to sit down and watch the movie he made. And the movie plays out of Jeff and Britta being his mom, of everything that going on with that his dad thought was wrong with Abed, what Abed's mom was thought was wrong with Abed. Um, the movie plays out with 
everybody basically being rejected by Abed because he doesn't know how to react or how to express himself to the people that are trying to love him. So he just ruins the relationship and he blames himself or he thinks his dad blames him for his mom leaving. Um, which starts off with a birthday cake that says one and then the last birthday cake says six. Yeah, which is a tribute to 16 Candles. Respect, Abed. Respect. Birthday candles, sixteen candles. And my dad's kind of crying. He's not kinda. crying. He is, crying. he is in tears. And it's just, it just throws me off because he's from Glee. It's the principal from Glee. It just throws me off. And then of course the dad tells him that he understands the movie that he never blames him for the mother leaving, and Abed says that he never, he never had to say it. He just saw it. He knew it. And now the dad feels even more guilty about it. And Britta, being Britta who she is. Takes this as a win for her and says that she did all the, all this is because of her. She says she feels a little out of place. Yeah, but she also says that's because of her. Oh, yeah. She whispers it to him. Well, in a way, it is. It's not. It's because of Jeff. Well, like, yes, she did pay for Abed's film class and she helped Abed go, but it's it was all Jeff and Abed who made Abed's dad see what's going on. Like, just Brittany just interfered that one step. She put the, the pebble or moved the pawn to that one thing and everybody else just fell in place. So basically, thank you, Britta. Let me hang on. She's not the only one who did it. I understand that. Jeff had help. I get that. I. I, But then again, I'm not knocking. If you really want to say, if you really want to say Britta's dad, then I use the Easter egg of saying that it was Abed who did it all from the beginning. Then. Well, yeah. Because he manipulated everybody from the start. Because like he he knew how to say it. He, you could say that he even said that one specific line to get Britta to pay for it. Yeah. Britta would be the one who would be like, oh, she's gonna whip out her paycheck, her phone, her paybook first. Checkbook. Her checkbook. Thank you. Lol. Who uses those anymore? And as a little minor plot, Troy does his little fake sneeze in front of Shirley, and she's all like, God bless you. She got a little startled. She got startled. Troy startled the hell out of her. And then Britta's like, I owe you. <laughs> Jeff's like, you owe me. And then all of a sudden, without even thinking, she kisses him. Yeah. She goes, bam. But she she kisses him not for only that, but she could see the professor walking in on scene. He was walking in from the left, and she saw him the way she's angled. So he's like, she's like, I'm going to take this opportunity to kiss him spontaneously, let him pass his grade. (laughs) And she's like, we're even. And he gets his A+. He passes the semester. He sees the day. A life-changing kiss. And that kiss changed his life. Because he looks back at Britta now. He looked back. And then the professor goes to climb a tree. He's to that. That's the same tree that the Glee Club gets shot out at. Oh, that's right. (laughs) <laughs> oh man I can't wait till we get to the paintball episode iconic Ooh, the episode oh, ends and then we go on to episode 4 which is social psychology yeah in a sense and of course community always ends with either a cutscene with Troy and Abed or a cutscene with the cast itself um, but this one is uh, Troy and Abed crumping or trying to crump and then Jeff intervenes and says that's not how you do it and then they cut to him Pretending to crumb too. Pretty much. Oh, I can't wait to get to Troy and Abed in the morning. I think we got like two two more episodes to that. <laughs> Are you a subscriber to uh <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. Then you should know I'm trying. You're dead to me. Okay, and we start. Oh. oh yeah, this is the, this is one where Abed breaks everyone, and it's not his fault. He just he does it out of being called a friend. 
Yes. Because we get Chang again, another cameo with that, or another not cameo, but another uh, regular episode with Chang shows up. I think twice in the entire episode. I think once here and then once in the study room when they do the experiment. He's there. He's like, Oh what, yeah, the teacher can't get fifty dollars. Nope. Did we have Dean last episode? I don't think the Dean, I don't think the the Dean was there. No, he wasn't in the episode. I can't remember. Yeah, no, the, the Dean's still a, just a recurring character, so he pops in and out whatever. Yeah, he hasn't been officially uh, a made a, regular. a series regular yet. So basically, the intro scene is just them in Spanish class, Chang being Chang, and then staring down Annie. Again, all up in her personal space. Yo, and this is like pre-pandemic, so it's like, you know... Acceptable, I guess. <laughs> I'd be watching shows and like, where's their mask? <laughs> <laughs> Cuts to the end of the class. Jeff is always trying to avoid uh, Shirley. Shirley, so she's literally waiting outside of class for him, saying they want they're gonna walk together. He's like, oh, I forgot something in class, and gets caught by Britta. She's always like, he's always like, she always says, oh, that's nice, and then, oh, that's not nice. Yeah. <laughs> ah, oh, Shirley. And basically, Jeff and Britta walk together. Cause, you know, this episode is basically about uh, how Britta has confronted Jeff already. And Jeff is like, I'm not trying to have sex with you anymore. I'm just trying to be your friend. Which is a lie. Technically, we find out later he's still trying to have sex with her. He's trying to be your friend. So she can like stop being suspicious of him. And uh, he tries to make it not awkward by being one of those good friends that always has a, a conversation going. And the conversation ends and she says something. That makes it awkward. And he's like, yeah, see, and then you just had to make it awkward. There goes the awkward pause. There goes the awkward pause. And then this episode, Britta's kind of dating Vaughn. He's got very tiny nipples. <laughs> and Vaughn is a... He's got a band. An, an Easter egg. No, not an Easter uh, not, not that. Yeah, he has a band. But he is an Easter egg, too. He was in one of the SVUs, one of the Law and Orders. NCIS. NCIS. LA. He was yeah, LA. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. He's one of the cops. Right? Or is that? Yep. Yeah, that's what that's right. Yeah. LL Cool J, that's the one. Well, it wasn't what's his face in it as well? Finn from Grey's Anatomy. The vet. I think so. I don't think he's in it anymore. Is he let's find out. Do to do anywho, as I look this up, we are Annie's trying to join in Professor's Duncan psychology thing. He has a theory that uh the more you tell people to wait, or the more you have people waiting, the bigger the tantrum, the bigger the outcome they have when uh, they finally stop waiting. And so that's what the, his whole thing is. So uh, he has a group of small students who come in, and they each have to bring two suspects or two, um, how you say it, two subjects for experimenting on. They put them in a room, and they tell them to wait five minutes. Yeah. And they go in like every other hour and tell them to wait five minutes to see which outcome of each person uh, individually what their tantrum is like what the what their style is and then we cut to pierce who is uh old again so he gets inoculars inoculars saying that there's spy technology for hearing for sonic frequencies hearing conversations from far far away and he asks who wants to be in the psych experiment and pierce is like wait and he's talking about some kind of experiment well, like she's right behind you she lets them know they get paid Troy asked, <laughs> do, they, do they do stuff to your butt? She says, no. Do they, do, well, do they pay more? Do you let them do stuff to your butt? No. She asks Ovid. He says he's trying to watch all four Indiana Jones. I'm looking forward <coughs> to the first three. <coughs> and then he makes his first <coughs> pop culture reference to friends. Yep. My really good friend. Saying that uh, he's Phoebe and uh, Annie's Chandler. 
we and then like their friendship to... isn't really on they the show together. They never had stories together. Yeah. They never had arcs together. Which I won't lie, hearing it from Abed made me realize that they really did it. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have a standalone arc. They didn't have a standalone They crossed over together. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They were always on scene together. That's because they would have been too powerful together to have a story just done. No, because I'm pretty. What I honestly, what I think is, I think. Well, remember, they weren't supposed to be main characters. Those two characters yeah. were supposed to be supporting characters and friends. Yeah. But and I also think is, there couldn't be an actual good story you can give us between those characters because even like a side story you had joey who was attractive so phoebe wanted to wanted to have sex with him yeah like that was her always her passion and they had that joke that if nobody got married she would marry joey so like that's a side story no matter what she did with all three of them yeah because she yeah. did with ross too yeah she ended up she ended up making a deal with all three of them just in case because she was like ross is gonna end up rich so i'm gonna be with him chandler well chandler's just like the one you go to because you have nothing else left and then joey joey's just sexy that's the one you go for sexy sex or crazy sex, something like that. She had a backup plan no matter Baby what. Mm-hmm. She was a genius. It's funny how yeah. at the end of that series, the only one not with someone is Joey. Yeah, Joey ends up dating no nobody in the friends. Like I think he kisses somebody once. He's no, kissed them all. He dates Rachel. He dates Rachel. He dated he Rachel. Rachel. Rachel for a while, but he but never ends, about, yeah, he like, doesn't end up with anybody. He doesn't really yeah. end up with it doesn't matter, friends or not friends, he doesn't end up with anyone. Yeah, he doesn't end up with anybody. Well, the Joey spin off. Oh, and, well if you really want to say he ends up with Chandler. The last episode when they technically make a reference to them him moving in with them when they had the kid, yeah. yeah, technically ends up with Chandler, so which is a a, a, a fan fiction that a lot of people had because they were roommates together and they and you know they were really close, but you can also say that about him and Ross because him and Ross took naps, like it's just an epic romance, bruh. Hey, anywho, fun. back to the episode, we got a little sidetracked there with friends, they start the experiment, a few people. Just like any early TV production. And we're back for Consumed by TV. Uh, we're going to continue off with episode four. Social psychology. Social psychology. And we're starting off from the point where they start the experiment. And we start uh, with Annie introducing the group of subjects to the experiment. So. <laughs> yeah, then you need to go back a little further. Because yeah. you need to go to where Chang starts Chang's. talking about money. Right here, right? No, no, before that, because that's his tantrum. Okay. Right there. Right there. All right. So, anyways, Duncan's explaining the experiment to his little, I guess, what? Interns, in a sense. Uh, they, they would be, they wouldn't be really interns. They would be students for a theory. Yeah. So. The Duncan method. Mm-hmm. Which, what I explained earlier is the longer you make people wait and tell them that they have to keep waiting, uh, he thinks the bigger the tantrum or bigger outcome the reaction is. So he tells people uh, in the group uh, their specific time of waiting and as a group themselves they can either react but he not only watches the group he watches the individual person uh, tantrum as well. And every time they just say it's going to be five more minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's go, that's the experiment. And they go in like every other hour or so because if you watch the actual screen, it goes like two hours, four hours, yeah. and yeah. then 16, 32. I think they're in there for a total of 36 hours in the world. Dude, I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad to be waiting. I mean, I'm not mad because I mean, technically, no, I wouldn't be mad because I get the experiment. The only reason I would be mad is because, spoiler, Duncan breaks everything by fucking throwing the biggest bitch tantrum himself. So he. <laughs> 
just throws everything out the window like that. Yeah. But if I would have, if I would have just been like that, I would be like that one subject. Be like, okay, well, in a room of sixty people, this is how many people are gonna throw a tantrum and break, and this is the big outcome. This is the lowest outcome. Then I had that one person who literally had the patience of a god. He literally waited thirty six hours. So I'd be like, one out of fifty ain't bad. True. Like, I still pissed a lot of people off, and I got my response, and I got my statistics. But there's that one guy now that I have to develop another method to try to piss him off. So then I would just create another theory. Be like, there's that one guy out there that stumped me, and I'm gonna figure out what pisses him off in this world. What really makes people take the sides waiting? I like to think this is the reason Duncan dived into becoming more of an alcoholic. <laughs> you could say that. You could say that. Abed's the reason he's an alcoholic. Abed broke him. Abed broke him. So basically, to backtrack real quick, because we keep getting ahead of ourselves, Annie goes and she's like, he's like, game face is on, and Annie being Annie does a little, like she's gonna put her, she puts her game face on. She goes in, tells everyone, she says hi to Troy and Abed, and then like Senior Chang with a question mark, and then he's like, what, community college Spanish teacher can't get 80 bucks? And she's like, well, we're just running a little behind. I'm mumbling here, so I apologize, I just caught myself. Five more minutes, Chang freaks out. The first one in the group, by the yep. way. The one who needed the $80. You lied when you say something starts at nine, it starts at nueve. Nueve. I know more Spanish than me. He comes back and throws the chair on the floor. <laughs> and uh, of course, Duncan's like, well, Houston, we have an idiot. And then little side plot is that Shirley and Jeff walk the same way. To I guess after class or to another class. So they walk. They walk in the same direction to a, a, the same uh, to a different class in the same building. Okay. So like how we had ROTC and arts in that one program, so everybody would to that one building, so yeah. everybody would walk to the same class. I literally never went in that building. I hated that building. It was I so crowded. It was I so crowded. I literally never went into that building. So until... crowded. So clustered. Fuck. Oh it was senior God. year for reading class. Spoiler alert. I was. In I'm that, slow. <laughs> I was in that building for like. My entire high school, art to see art. What's that senior that or junior reading? The one we had because we had the same reading class. We had the same reading class. Junior, junior year. Junior year. And senior year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, man. Bro, high school is 10 years ago, yo. I know. We old. Anywho. Easter egg side note to that to our real live moment. I made a link the other day. A LinkedIn, you know, those public uh-huh. websites access, you know, they promote yourself to like actually so you can mm-hmm. get a job. And it asks you to put your profile or high school and college to go in because it's an actual place where people like check for alumni. That's where mm-hmm. you keep your status. So I got an email yesterday that four people or five people clicked on my link, all relating to Colonial High School. And I was like, I can only see where this is one place is going. They're making our reunion. <gasps> I have going. to make a LinkedIn. Come but, on. I, and that's the only thing I can think of. If five people look at it, because Colonial High School is the only actual school. I put Valencia, but nobody's going to make a fucking reunion for Valencia. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I'm like, why are so many people looking? And I'm pretty sure it's like teachers and professors. I think the reunion for our year is coming. We in the pandemic. I ain't going. Anywho. I want to go. Who do you talk to from high school? Stuff? I'm not going you to guys. that shit. We don't go. We're here now. We've been here before high school. But we did that. Know. We don't need to. No, for fuck what? that. For what? No, you... no they we can look at your Facebook. They... Half of the people there already. We still want to hate them. No, we hate them even. We more. hate them more though. We don't need to go back. Okay, except for the ones who know we don't hate. We them. don't need to go back. Listen, at this point, at this point, I'm pretty sure I left everybody burnt bridges when I left Colonial. Well, listen. I mean, if we still talk to you now, we love you. 
I mean, yeah, they know who they are. So, uh, Rufio and, you know. I was on, I wasn't name dropping everyone. I want them to. Guess. I didn't name drop. I said Rufio. Yeah. Rufio well, knows who he is. He's, he's a homeboy. You know who he is. I'm not name dropping the single people. I, I, say people I say you know I know. Who I'm just is. saying, I want them to guess who we, we hate. Who we, who we, used we, hang out with, we used to hang out with Rufio. I want someone to be like, do they hate me or do they love me? And if you have to think about it, we hate you. I'll give you a wild guess, and I hated most of you. <laughs> well, there you go, Cassandra hated most of you. But again, these are our thoughts, our opinions on the podcast. We're just doing references to pop culture. This is like a real life pop culture stuff. We, it's the, our podcast. The stories we can tell you that we, that we can that Jose can probably turn into a movie. I mean, we could do be, a whole episode on just our, li- no, our high school our, lives. No, our lives, our high school lives, would probably be like four seasons of a fucking. I said we could just do an episode. I didn't mean like. Yeah, but that one episode will leave somebody with questions. Like, that's not my problem. There's gonna be that one person out there that's like, well, if, okay, they, so what if they like it, then they can let us know in the comments. Also, please leave a review. And if yeah, you know, I posted on my Twitter. Messages. I posted on my Twitter when I when I before I go live. Come in, let us know your thoughts. You can you can literally leave voice memos, or you can even leave messages to us. We can play them live on the podcast as well, or we can listen to them separately and react to them in the next episode. But let us know your thoughts. Like, if you watch Community, if you're having to hear uh, a reference that I that I make, and you want to talk more about that reference, and we, you want me to ex- go on more, expand more on it, give us your thoughts. We'll do it. If you want to talk about something else specifically, uh, let us know. I'll, if you want to know another Easter egg, another fandom, another co- anything, we can do that. That's what we're here for. That's what you're. That's what you came to this podcast for. We're doing this for you to analyze and break down and give you the best parts of every episode or movie that you can possibly enjoy. And Community is one of those things, like we say, one of the best episodes or TV shows you can watch and go to Hulu to get all of it. Yeah, go to Hulu. It's got the full pilot. I mean, everything else on Netflix is correct, though. But I don't like the Netflix version, I can say. It's not really the same. Like, I feel in my sense... It cuts off quicker. That's why. It's a minute. It cuts off quicker. So you don't get the cool little ending. Yeah, you don't get the cold. So just go to Hulu. Fuck it. If you don't Hulu have a Hulu, gives you, get a Hulu and go watch Community on Hulu. Or even better, Hulu. buy the complete series on DVD. Yes. Let's let them know we still want our six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. All right. Thank you. Let's get back to the episode because we are going to get sidetracked a lot. It's our podcast. We get to get a little inside of our lives. Okay, so basically we left off with Shirley and Jeff that walked the same way. To the same building, basically. Jeff doesn't want to walk with Shirley because she's always like, oh, that's so nice, this and that. Basically, just like... Oh, that's not nice. Shirley being Shirley, in a sense. Jeff being Jeff. And they realize they only have... Like, what gets them to get along is talking... Gossiping. Yeah, gossiping is their one thing that they have in common that can actually get that can actually have a conversation. I feel like gossiping brings everyone together. Right? Even That's your worst enemy. I was like, why is that if you find something to gossip about, game over. You got. You got me. I'm hooked. You got I'm me. There. I don't even have to know the people. Well, we hate them bad. <laughs> On site. I don't. I might not ever see them in my life. All right, and then we get back to the Duncan method. And see, you know, it's been technically that's why like. It's supposed to be 55 minutes. Yes. But it's been technically like more, and now it's two hours. Now it's two hours. It's 55 so, like, minutes, now it's just two hours. So right now they're looking back, and he's fast-forwarding through it. And all of them are leaving. We're roughly two and a half hours in. He's going to he's gonna play from, he's like, and now we have. Yeah. And there were two, now there were two. And the two left were Troy and Ovid. They it's three are, hours three now. Three hours in, three hours, three minutes, nine seconds and counting. 
Everybody else except Troy and I would have left. They have thrown a tantrum. They're about to break. And now it's on this point. Troy is about to break. Rocking in his seat. Can we sweating. play this scene so they can hear it? I'm pretty sure they can play the scenes. I'm not, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's copyright or anything, but I can raise raise the volume and bring the audio up. We so can raise the, I mean, we're a small podcast. What are they going to do? Sue us for money? So I can raise the volume. So we're going to go. So you, can hear the, you can hear the episode. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna give you Troy's little outburst because that's Donald Glover yeah, delivers. Let's see if it picks up. And basically, the way Troy leaves is he's like <laughs> on the floor dragging himself, his butt kind of raised because she promised butt stuff, which she didn't. And the last man standing is Ovid, and he's just sitting there chill but not for a short amount of time or not for the time you most expect now we go from a go and let me explain to you as this is going on in the background it's still technically one day because it still shows daytime and the story goes back between Abed and the class and Jeff and Shirley and Jeff and Shirley have to happen to be sitting outside in the school in like the little courtyard I would, yeah, let's say a courtyard area and it's daytime and it's still the same day but when we cut back to the class again, it's like 36 hours or something, and Abed is still sitting there, and everybody in the Duncan area is literally on their breaking point. And how do you explain that? Technically, how do you explain it? If it's still the same day, how do you cut 36 hours of this experience? Well, it's not the same day for them. I, but I think it is. But they come in the next day. No, because it's technically the same day for the experiment. Like, as the experiment going on, well, is he there for 36 on. hours? We're, we're about to check. We'll I, find I, I'm out. pretty sure it's 32 hours. But I'm the little side even, plot. Even though, if it's a whole day, how, how can you stay there for a whole day with it being daytime here and it being nighttime in that scene? Well, it's still daytime. The sun looks like it's setting, though. Right, but if it's been 24 hours. We'll see. I can't and remember. And you only how long show it really one is. scene that it's daytime. I'm pretty sure it's been more than 24 hours. I mean, I'm sure, but I mean. Just <laughs> but they're making fun of Vaughn. Yeah, well, Shirley and uh, Jeff in the courtyard. They're not making fun of him just yet. They were making fun they're, of small nipples. They were talking about him. I, I know, but right now they're catching him and Britta making, making out. out. Yeah. And Jeff's like... I did not want to see that. Yeah. And of course, Britta... I think Britta knew what she was doing. She looked, She literally looks up right at him. She knows where he was sitting at. She knows he was in that corner. Like, I'm pretty sure before that, she's looking around, spotted him, was like, oh, let's make out. And he happens to see it. I don't know. I can also buy that she didn't because it's Britta. I, I'm pretty sure Britta knew what she was doing. I'm sure, but also... Because she knows Jeff's, Jeff wants her. Yeah, but she also... But she see, wanted him to admit it. I think, my thing I, with... Yeah, because um, at, the, at the end of the episode, too, Shirley yeah. says that she he has a, she has a sex dream about him. Yeah. So yeah. I think Britta knows what she was doing. I mean, but it was just trying to get Jeff to admit it. Come out. I'll give you that. But I guess because of like, seen the overall show, it's just like, I know where this leads. I mean, we all know where we it leads. We all know where it leads. So it's right? just like, the, I know, the, but the that's table, the point. The study room. Well, not that. I'm just talking about in general. Like they don't. Spoiler: They do not end up together. They they, they don't end up that, together. That, that. There's there's like three episodes where they kind of go into the sense of like, oh, well, we're gonna get together, we're gonna get married, but they never ever. end But up the thing together. is, is that they're both too much of the same people to really ever work out. Yeah. Which I like that they figure it out and then they kind of let it. They just dive it back. But then we get to a small scene of a. Uh, 
Jeff and Shirley walking together again. And as Jeff is walking past Pierce, who is spinning around in a circle trying to listen to every single conversation you could possibly probably assume because he's just like confused to which direction the sound is coming from because of the ear inocular. He happens to just keep following Jeff and Shirley and he's listening to their conversation. But since he can't hear very well, he thinks they're talking about him. <laughs> my, uh, well, to be fair, my, my big Pierce my thinks everyone's <laughs> Pierce always thinks everyone's talking about him. Oh, 26, 26 hours. hours. Okay, so that ended that day. That last scene, that's the last episode that's yesterday right are they in the same clothes still hold on yeah they're in the same no, clothes no they're in new clothes wait oh yeah, they are in new clothes so it is so see yeah okay that, so it is and then we're the next day. day it doesn't go a different day they're literally so, starting the next day in class and they're still in school the end scene of the that day is when they see brother making out with Vaughn. then the next day she apologizes okay so it's it is literally the next day no she apologizes the same day look at his outfit still it's still a gray shirt still jacket so she apologizes at the okay. very end. She apologizes at the end of the day and the next day. And then the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah because that's when he's, she's, he's like, I won't talk crap about Vaughn. Yeah, I won't talk crap about Vaughn anymore. So it is, yeah. it's technically one whole day. It's been 26 hours. Okay. So now we got that. And now Abed is breaking Duncan and the rest of the study. I mean, mainly breaking Duncan. And he no, just, he's breaking it. You can and, see. Yeah, he's breaking Duncan. I think most of everyone's sleep deprived and Annie's just pissed. You've been sorry. You've been waiting 26 hours. It's just gonna be another five minutes. Okie dokie. And I was just like. And now we get the biggest bitch fit from Duncan. Also, side note: this episode introduces Garrett. Yeah, Garrett, who uh, start later starts becoming an actual character in the show too. Yeah, and he's there in the background till the end. Till the end, he's there. Yeah. This is Duncan freaking out. It's you. It's your fault. You told me to bring subjects. Yeah, subjects. What really, man? <laughs> I should never let you into this lab, Miss Annie. Fanny panties in a bunch. Oh, oh, that's so hilarious. Did you think of that the last time you skipped a trip to the dentist? <laughs> <laughs> Roasted! <laughs> I got that. That fucking British reference. So rude. Ooh, roasted. And now all the students are watching how Duncan is throwing a tantrum and recording his tantrum, explaining that he, after 26 hours, he is the biggest tantrum bitch there is. Kicks everybody out of the class, just cancels the experiment. The Duncan principal. Oh, the Duncan principal. Oh, Duncan. And now Annie yells at Abed. Go home. Go home. Go home. It's like, okay. Cool, cool. I use this cool, cool. Yep, cool. So now he goes home, and uh, now we get that the, was twenty six hours and thirteen minutes, which later. is basically, I think, honestly, that's the end of Act Two, because now this is Act Three. The end, we only have like ten episodes, ten minutes left of that episode, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's the end of Act Two, and Act Three is basically about again, Vaughn and Britta, Shirley and Jeff. They're confronting, not confronting Vaughn, but uh. Shirley's confronting Jeff about Vaughn, and like, Jeff is trying to avoid Trying him. to entice Jeff to keep talking smack about Vaughn. And uh, and from that story plot, we go back to... Uh, well, the plot is still going on with that, but after the subplot for that, uh, we go back to what really happens between Annie and Abed. And we'll get to that in a second, because I, I think it kind of cuts real deep Yeah. in a point. Because it makes Annie see how Abed really works, too, because she hasn't understand him. <laughs> and currently... 
Shirley found a way to get Vaughn to take off his shirt. She's behind Vaughn. So, <laughs> She's so, really doing the most to get Jeff to just So again, it. like we said, Vaughn is the cast. He has tiny, teeny, teeny, teeny nipples. Like, where are and they? And so every time, it, throughout the entire show, he has his shirt off. And in this scene, he happens to have a white shirt on, a white beater on, not a white beater, a white white TV net on. And Shirley comes in in the background, walks around and goes, oh, what kind of shirt is that? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And takes it off. And oh, it's Hanes. Hanes Comfort Weeks. Yeah, something. And then she starts going like, for the ones who can't see him on the podcast, because we are also streaming this on Alexi's Twitch. Yeah, we're streaming this on my Twitch. If you haven't seen the episode, season one, episode four, and you'll see what we're talking about, but... She's, like, making all these gestures at how she can't find his tiny nipples, and he, Vaughn can't see what Shirley's doing, but Jeff can see what she's doing, so she's literally trying to entice Jeff to break or start talking or reacting to the tiny nipples, and he's just trying to stay in character so bad. And that's basically that part. Okay. (laughs) See ya. And then Jeff tells her, you're the devil. And she's like, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And now... Which is funny, because didn't she go to get coffee in the last scene? She's like, I'm going to go get some coffee or some tea. And then he's like, I'm going to go check on Britta. So did she leave to go, like, study? Or did, like, think her thoughts over? Because that's why she's talking to Jeff. Or, like, did she happen to go get coffee? Was I think she got the coffee. And then this is where he texted her and gave her that milk thing. Well, no, he wrote a poem. A poem. So that's why when he gave her the poem, and then started to them, like, reviewing Spanish. Which means, by the way, this is all happening, like, we just explained, it's happening in two days. So that means, not only did she start dating Vaughn yesterday, she just had sex with him. Because she's telling that to Jeff. And then he wrote a poem for her after they had sex. And, uh, Jeff can't help but, uh, of course, laugh and ridicule Vaughn. Well, he's not doing it. Oh, no, he's moment. ridiculing Vaughn as he's reading it. I know, but, like, he's not... His verbal. face says it His all. face like, says it more. He's pretending to take a text. He takes a picture of it. He's Obviously. pretending to text somebody. By the way, that's another Easter egg. I, I forgot to mention about it. Spoiler. So, he always picks up his phone to get out of a conversation or anything. In the episode where they go through Annie's pen, the oh, Papado episode, he... I figured out Dan Hammer said it in an interview. He uses the name Gwenifer to lie and tell uh, Britta that they're not going to make it to their sex uh, yeah. thing. And I just found that out. Like I think the other day I was oh. re-watching that interview. He lies to the group by saying Gwenifer, but he's basically telling like Britta, hey, we got to cancel. Like you're, I know you're here, but we're canceling. Yeah, But he oh. makes it seem to the group because he said he had a date in that episode. Yeah. So he's like, hey, Gwenifer, I'm not going to make it. I have a bottle episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was talking to he was talking to uh, yeah, Britta. I thought you knew that. No, because then you I also catch when... I connected the dots. The episode before that, he pulls out the condoms. Yeah, and he pulls out the condoms. And don't you remember in that same weekend? I can't the, complain. In the bottle, in the bottle episode, where he's like, Gwenifer, whatever. When they take their clothes off, the Beetlejuice. And the, when they take their clothes off, and um, which by the way, that's the second reference that they say Beetlejuice. Britta's like, oh, this Gwenifer must be important. Don't you usually wear X Y Z? Type uh, of underwear. She goes, she goes, don't your underwear consist of the Beetlejuice type kind? I forget what she says, but Abed goes, what do you mean by usually? And then just like, forget it. But Abed being Abed remembers that moment. He remembers a couple moments that distinctly point out that uh, that Jeff and Britt are having a side secret relationship. Not secret relationship. It's sex, a secret, sex relationship. Secret sex relationship. Yeah, they're not really together. You're just, they're having sex. They're just having sex. Two consenting adults. And of course, now Pierce walks in with the inoculars and... Uh, 
calls them out on their. He thinks like I said. He, he thinks talking they're about talking them. about them. But he's like my washboard abs and my skinny jeans. And if you've seen the show and see what see what Pierce looks like, it's not far it. from it. Far. He, look, he looks like a really really old Han Solo, but with baggy clothes. It's well, Chevy Chase plays Pierce. So. Yeah, Chevy Chase plays Pierce. But look, that's what he's dressed up like. Really, he's he's dressed up as Han Solo right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vest and long teeth, raggedy tee with raggedy pants. Right, he's dressed as Han Solo. I was telling cool. them who's playing Pierce, so they got a visual. Yeah, Chevy Chase is uh Pierce, like we said. So, uh, Abed is Danny Putty. Uh, Troy is Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown is Shirley. Britta. Addison. At, Addison. I mean. Allison, Annie um, play Annie. Annie's Annie's played by Allison. Brie, Allison Brie, yeah. Allison Brie. Uh, Jillian Jacobs is Britta. Michael McHale is Joel McHale. Joel McHale. <laughs> Joel McHale. Is Jeff? He said Michael McHale. Bro, Joel McHale plays Jeff. Ooh. All right, so let's do this a little bit cleaner. We have Joel McHale playing Jeff. We have Gillian Jacobs playing Britta. We have Danny Pudi playing Abed. Donald Glover playing Troy, Chevy Chase playing Pierce, Yvette Nicole Brown playing Shirley, and Allison Bree playing Annie. And also, Easter egg, if you never watched the episode, he did that in the table order. Yes, I did, bitches. So Easter egg to that. That's how they sit every episode in that exact order for dynamic duos. With the exception of Jeff being by himself. Yeah, but yesterday's, uh, not yesterday's, episode three yesterday's episode in their three. world probably like a week ago episode three they made references to Grassy. when Abed was in the break room and Britta sat next to Jeff because she was over Abed also Degrassi another classic we should do an episode one day. Just, oh yeah an episode yeah, trying episode to do every episode of Degrassi yeah. we'd never finish never, yeah, that, that's like 12 years of going through it more if you count the Degrassi kids on the street, Degrassi Junior High. I don't Degrassi even know what those are. I'm talking about Degrassi. Yeah. Degrassi. Yeah. The I'm next talking about Degrassi. Swerve. No, no spin off. What do you mean? Degrassi, the next generation, was a spin off. And I never watched it. Degrassi, that's it. Point was blank. Period. Degra- straight point blank. That's the Degrassi, the next generation, nope. into Degrassi is the same hello, series. Hello. Okay. I'm, I'm going to make a reference to all the anime people out there and just a reference hold to up, this. Hold up. Hold up. That's basically saying. Boruto, Naruto, and the next generations no. is Naruto. It's not. Uh, hold it's on. next generations the, for a reason. Degrassi. It's not Degrassi. No. It's a next hold generation. Hold the fuck on, homie. No. It started with Degrassi, Degrassi Kids on the Street, Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi High. Then in 2001 premiered Degrassi the Next Generation. But Around, we all just remember Degrassi. Okay, so. I'm telling. And Let story. me get my fucking point across. Degrassi the Next Generation was for like nine or ten seasons. Then they dropped the Next Generation. And just dubbed it as Degrassi through season 14. I'm talking about Degrassi Next Generation, the one that had Emma Manny in them. The classic. The classic. Have you watched that? Nope. I okay, seen the one then. with Drake. Well, that is the, that one. Is the one. All right, then I've seen it. And that's okay, what I call Degrassi. Yeah. Point blank, period. But that is Degrassi Next Generation. It's Degrassi to me. It was called Degrassi on the fucking TV shows on the cable channel. It was called Degrassi. Well, no. So I have. I have the Weird. channel, and oh. it's the next generation, and then there is Degrassi. It's the same series; they just dropped the next generation yeah. towards the later half. I will then. I know it the by series. Degrassi. And no, the like overall, it. it's just Degrassi. Like that's the school name. But I'm just saying, Degrassi: The Next Generation. I only, only watch one art. Let me shut up. Degrassi: The Next Generation, and Degrassi. Those are from 2001 to what year ended? 2015. 
Okay. I don't even they, know. They retconned that show so many times that it ended. I don't even know. It ended years That's later. That's why I said it went on for like 12 years. And then Netflix had a spinoff called The Next Class that ran for I four seasons. Don't I don't include it. You know what show we can't saying. talk about that we can all agree on? Zoe 101. How about that? Uh, Zoe 101. Uh, yes? Zoe 101. All right. Anywho, we're going to be running out of time, so we got to finish up this episode. But just to clarify, Degrassi, The Next Generation, later Degrassi, ran from October 14th, 2001 to August 2nd, 2015. All right. Anywho, we're ending the episode. And we we pass the subplot of Annie and, Je- Annie and Britta. Where, I mean, Annie and, and Abed. Abed. Where they get to the point where Abed says, the only reason I honestly stayed is because you said we were friends. And friends stick out for each other. And Annie brings him a whip from the Indiana Jones movies. I think he had the whip. I think she bought him the f- she bought him the first three movies. Oh, she bought him the first three movies because right. the fourth one blows. Yep, she bought him the first three movies. and said the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I really I love him. Anywho, I love I, Shia LaBeouf. But that was <laughs> the main, that was the main part of the episode. Andy, Andy, understanding that even though she doesn't understand Abed, Abed literally sat there for her because he was trying to understand her and sat there as a friend for twenty six fucking hours to prove that if you call on him, he's gonna do it for you. Because the way Jeff says it, Abed is meta. You uh, in the in the Easter egg to his uh, E channel, you give Abed uh, a bowl. He gives you soup because Abed's good for you. Yeah. He was calling on his show the soup. So well, that's, that's also funny. like the beginning of Annie and Abed's friendship. Yep, yeah. and that's yeah, that's the beginning. That's the beginning of it. Of it. That's what blooms the little fan theory that you know annie and abed should have been a couple and they should have been together like, you know, listen i'm not mocking think, it but i think their friendship was too great to go down that way. yeah and that's what i think too but she also proved that friendship with troy saying that yeah if i try yeah. anything with troy i would lose that friendship so she yeah. did the same thing with abed mm-hmm. you know but we can all like fanerize fan theory like maybe that even that friendship that did bloom they would have been a great couple together yeah, well, I mean, Abba has a girlfriend, technically, in the end. I, I mean, mean, we don't see her anymore, spoiler alert. Technically, does she? It's does played she? by Captain Marvel's Brie Larson. Yeah, her name is Rachel. Woo, woo, woo. This is Rachel, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that pretty much sums up episodes three and four, which was introduction to film and psychology. Mm-hmm. Well, not social psychology. Look at that, I'm saying psychology. Social psychology. Social psychology. That's that's an episode, folks. And that is Consumed by TV. Again, I'm Alexi, a.k.a. Apollo Black. You can find me on twitch.tv slash ApolloBlack115. And I'm Jose Santana. I'm not giving you my socials, but you can follow us on the Instagram page, Consumed by TV. And our EP, who was here, Cassandra Castro. Bye, guys. Hope you like the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Thank you for listening so much. Uh, again, we're going to be po- editing this, posting very soon. You'll be able to find it not only on Anchor.fm, but you'll be able to find it on anywhere you can find your podcast, from Google to Apple to Spotify, third-party app uh, situations to Spotify to, I think, even Pandora. I think there was a Pandora link on there for Pandora Podcast, if Pandora has a podcast section. You can find our podcast anywhere you can listen to it. So I recommend listening to it if you're into pop culture, if you're into TV shows, if you're into movies, into fandoms, if you're just here for because you like analyzing stuff and listening to backstories, if you're here for the Easter egg hunts and the breakdowns of like who's from who, this is from what, that's from that, that's what we're here for. That's Consume My TV. Thank you so much. And until the next episode, guys, have a great night. See ya, human beings.